Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm Cheerson Sousal, live in studio with my guys, Frank Sanders, Johnny Venerable. How long has it been? It's been too long. Uh, let me just address something off the top. Uh, Jacob Franklin is not here. Frank Sanders is here. Uh, this guy was making out a tweet, and Frank Franklin... So I apologize. Jacob Franklin is actually at his bachelor party, but we're here and having a good time. He's here with us in spirit. I don't even think so. I don't even think he, no. he was he was shocked by that tweet and I think a little put off. So, Jacob, <laughs> go and do your Never thing. Never tag me again. That's right. <laughs> I'm happy to see you guys. I'm glad that everybody's okay. Um, happy to be in studio again. It's always great to be under the lights. Um, but I did tell... JV, that I'm disappointed that you guys didn't get to see my my setup at the house this time. Oh, your you remote setup. It again. Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. I had a bunch of. Oh yeah. Some nice Did stuff. Did you unwrap some some uh, you know, photos uh, for us? Uh, no, I didn't unwrap them. I just decided to put them out just a little bit. You know what I mean? Just to. Uh, yeah, but Frank, if you don't unwrap them, we can't see them. Uh, well, I told you, I, I don't always bring out my stuff. I'm not <laughs> used to having those things out. Like I'm. Honestly, one of the things that if you ever came to my house, you would probably see nothing of me. And there would be no, uh, the things that I do have and I have received, um, they're probably tucked away somewhere in a, in a trunk or something like that. That's, that's awards, jerseys, uh, plaques, signatures, blah, 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 blah. So, but today... If we was doing it there, oh my God, I couldn't. Mm. Well, mm, luckily mm, mm. we will do it again at, from remote our remote setups at some point in the future, and we will definitely take you. advantage of that awesome new background. We All do right. want to say, I see uh, Logan in the chat saying, Jordan Hicks, let's go. Uh, Jordan had to move it to tomorrow. So 6 p.m. Arizona time, we will be getting Jordan on the show tomorrow. It's kind of busy. You know, the playoffs are on Monday, <laughs> so we appreciate just the excitement, but at the same time, giving Jordan some flexibility here as he prepares to take on the LA Rams on Monday night. And we've got our questions line up. We're we excited. Do. We're going to play a game with him, so it's going to be a great show to look forward to tomorrow. As far as today, I did want to bring this up because a lot of people were talking about it on Twitter do you guys know that, like, as of this afternoon, you could buy tickets for, like, around 70 bucks to this game on Monday? Yeah, we, we're trying to get Mac tickets, so she'll have, she can buy tickets for $70 mm -hmm. now. I, 
so I, I put a question out asking why, and everybody said it had to do with COVID, although the Bills Patriots tickets are starting at like 50 bucks. Is it that is it just me? Like that's not normal. I feel like Bills Patriots isn't normal that even though it's supposedly the weather they're supposed to be awful, but like Bills fans don't care. Like they don't care. Yeah. I I I have to think for LA, I just think people are kinda out on the Rams this year. Uh you think about last week, the Niners pack that's it was like eighty twenty Niners compared to Ram fans. So I think people are just like, yeah, I'm not into Ma- Sean McVay this year. I'm not into Matthew Stafford. That is wild. Isn't it? Because the Lakers are terrible. The Clippers are not a contender. The Chargers are out of the playoffs. And USC football is bad. So it's like, and baseball has a strike. The Dodgers aren't playing. So I would think that all their chips would be on this Ram team that's gone all in. And yet nobody cares. It's great. I love to see it. I agree with JV. I think that the people are kind of over the hype of what could have been to what they are now and it's just not probably worth the traffic drive it's probably not worth the things that you got to go through traffic is a real thing (laughs) it's a real thing real thing it's probably not worth the drive and the COVID protocols you know so i think that's those those are probably factors but if you are a cardinal fan and you want to get on that you want to get on that bandwagon and hit hit i-10 west it'll be a great trip prices of a ticket is going to be pretty you know pretty pretty minimal so you get a chance to kind of see your cardinals play in a wild card i think that'd be pretty good so cardinals update says but those are horrible seats yeah but you could get like good tickets for like 250 and i feel like that would be what i would pay for good tickets during the regular season i don't i don't think you can put a price on being at the cardinals first playoff game in six years like i would pay uh, we're very fortunate. We're going to be at the game. We have, we were going to be in the press box. I would pay over $300 for bad seats for Cardinal playoff tickets. Right. That's like, just, that's just, me. I don't care if that's what I would think that like the majority of like fans and maybe LA just doesn't have the fan base. But like, if no. you're saying I could get into the game and see my team play, like playing a playoff game, uh, for $77, I don't care if they're bad seats or not. Like that's insane. Like I just don't even, I, it just seems like. I mean, I guess we're, we're reasoning as to why. Yeah, but, but you're putting it in the, under the perspective of that it's a bad seat because it's it's a, it's higher up. But with the level and the size of the jumbotrons that are out there right now on the TV, and then also the seating, the stadiums that are built, they're built with the intent to really, they're thinking more of the fan upstairs than they are the fan downstairs mm-hmm. because they know you can see it, but th- them upstairs or in the 300, 400 section still have to be able to realize that they're paying, they're still, they have a good view. And I think that's the purpose of the bigger jumbotrons. I think that's one of the another a major you know component to that. But if you feel like you're, I don't think this is this is a brand new stadium. I think they would have rectified those situations, not make you feel like I've been to FedEx Field, the FedEx Stadium. Let me tell you something. That's where the Washington Football Team plays. Everything goes here and it goes back that way. Well, out and up. You out know, and up. Out and up. We have guardrails yeah, breaking at yeah. FedEx Stadium. I mean, it's, it's, it's not the same. So. Together by zip ties. Oh but God. I agree with I agree with you, JV, just on the tip that, man, look, this is a chance to go watch a Cardinal team. It's a six-hour drive. They haven't been to the playoffs in the last seven, six years. And this could be a good run with this team, with the hype and the hope, hopeful expectations of the guys that we'll have playing uh, either you know Monday as well as hopefully we win this game and then carrying on into the playoffs. I can tell you what I don't like anymore, though. I think we've talked about this on the show before. Like, I would want, if I'm a Cardinal fan, paying for tickets, a physical ticket to keep, and now everything's digital. Oh, mm-hmm. we definitely did. Well, this was probably when we first launched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like t- now it's that. it's come full full swing, right? It's come to fruition. If I'm paying big money, I don't care where I'm sitting, 
I want a physical ticket to keep for any... The Cardinals make the playoffs six times in 34 years. It's a big deal. So I literally think, and I think I also said this whenever the last time we had this conversation was, is my theory is eventually tickets are going to come back and they're going to be sold as like this this big memorabilia item. Yeah, you'll get a physical ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Like, why do I need that? Uh, As you guys know, on Fridays, we do Fridays four downs. We get you prepared for the Cardinals' upcoming game. And uh, before we get into that, Johnny, do you have a DraftKings Sportsbook app pick of the week for Uh, us? I do. I actually like Philadelphia plus eight against Tampa Bay. I think right now, yes, Tampa Bay beat up offensively. They're hobbled. They have no skill players left outside of Mike Evans. I think Philadelphia, they took last week off to get right. Everybody's healthy for Philly. I think Todd Bowles... I think he might have one foot out the door as their defensive coordinator. He's got interviews lined up after the season. To me, Tampa looks like they need to reset after that lengthy postseason run of a year ago. They weren't playing good football at the end of the year. Philadelphia, on the other hand, got into the playoffs, has a lot of momentum, playing with like nothing to lose. They lose this game, who cares? Eight points is a lot. Jalen Hurts is difficult to game plan for. He's a flawed player, but difficult nonetheless. That's that's the one game where I'm like, I feel very confident if Tampa wins, it's going to be less than eight points. Okay, Johnny said that. Frank and I did not say that. So if you want to get... I also host a bet show, and they do not. <laughs> okay, all right. Johnny said it. He's, he's the bet show expert. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the promo code PHNX, want to take some of Johnny's advice uh, and uh, download the app, you're going to get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if that your team wins. Again, that's using the promo code PHNX this wildcard weekend at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. But as always, it's 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Okay. Quickly, by the way, you should all at home be rooting for the Philadelphia Eagles, do we know why? Because if they win and the Cardinals win and the Niners win, the Cardinals will be back here next weekend hosting San Francisco. Uh-huh. That's the flaw of the number two seed not getting a bye. Is we're going to have it at one point, whether it's this year or in a future year, a lower seed, a wild card seed hosting a playoff game in the divisional round. That would be awesome. I'm going to ask you one quick would you rather? Would sure. you rather the Cardinals? play at home so that fans could see a home playoff game or would you rather them play at home and lose because they're not good at home it's okay jv don't i want it for the small businesses and the people that can make money (laughs) in glendale but i they're so flipping bad at home i can't watch them suck ass at home anymore i would rather them go on the road and play tampa bay with house money i had had mixed feelings when you said that for sure (laughs) <laughs> it's something that like I think I want like I think on my drive home I think I want fast food and then I eat it and I feel like shit yeah. I think I want a home game and then it, it goes so poorly yeah. so poorly Yeah, and you feel like shit yeah. I do <laughs> let's get into our Friday's four downs for this Cardinals game against the Rams on Monday Night Football J.J. Watt reportedly trending toward playing on Monday and I <laughs> My fingers are crossed that that actually happens. Uh, Also, the Cardinals have an opportunity to exploit the Rams' shorthanded secondary. They have some other things that they could exploit as well. We're going to get into that. Um, 
as well as uh, defensive line play uh, is going to be key against the Rams uh, offensive line. Sorry, offensive line. Looks like a D. Offensive line play will be key against the Rams pass rush. Murray has been sacked seven times in games versus the Rams this year alone. Bad. And the Cardinals are four-point underdogs in this game. They are 6-0 and in games they've been underdogs in, and all six have come on the road. So that's a topic that we've been talking about all week. This is probably a good thing, but we'll dive a little deeper into it. Uh, first off, J.J. Watt, it was nice to see him back on the practice field. Everything seems to be going as scheduled. And I don't know, and maybe you guys know the answer to this, how late – or how close to game day can they get without activating? How the heck do I put this into words? They how can long activate, can they wait? They can to activate them Sunday. My so, lord! So they've they've activated players Saturday and they played Sunday. <laughs> they can activate him Sunday. He'll be activated Sunday. Okay, so Sunday. Yeah, he has he has that much time to kind of still show that he is ready to go and able to go um, and play at hundred percent. I think that was one of his conversations he was having. He was speaking to the media about it. It's like, if, I, if, if I'm in a position where I'm going to hurt the team, then I don't want to play. Right. But everything within me tells me that he's going to play and he's going to feel absolutely fine with the medication. Why I, do you always have to talk about the medication? His eyebrows are twitched up a little bit. I'm uncomfortable now. Like, <laughs> wink, wink. The medication is a... He's going to get shot up before the game. <laughs> and it, multiple shots? I don't know. He's going to get shot up in his in his left arm or whatever arm it is. Because uh, I think it's... It's always in the cheek. In the cheek? It's in the cheek. In his what? butt cheek? It's in the cheek. You don't get shot... When you get shot up, you don't get shot up where it's, you it's, need it? It's in the cheek. Wait, you're talking about it's in the, it's in the butt cheek. Okay. I'm probably I probably said when you first it. said that cheek. when you first said that like the last time I got uh, any sort of like dental work done they go into your cheek with the shot. Right, and I, I was like, were, how does that affect? I thought you were gonna say Botox. Anytime I got any Botox. Oh done. no 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 any Remember. any like dental work done they go like deep inside and it gotcha. basically numbs okay. your whole mouth. And I was like, really? That's how that works? No. Anyway, his butt cheek. His okay. butt cheek. Not okay. that I think you've had Botox. I'm just. <laughs> I was like, where are we going, where are we going with this? <laughs> I was like, I said, I'm glad like, that's just, the first thing you thought of when you looked at me, Johnny. Just Thank you. Took off. I'm like, no. We don't need to do another studio yeah. show for a while. <laughs> Welcome back, y'all. Yeah. I just, I feel like I sound really dumb when I'm like, oh, I have an ankle that needs to be remedied with a little painkiller. I'm going to shoot it up in my ankle, but that's not at all what happens. Mm-mm. Okay. Put it in your butt cheek and, uh, and then you just let the medicine do what it's supposed to do. Um, and then you just go from there. And it does what it's supposed to do. It does. It when works. I saw him on the sidelines in Chicago, it was week 13, and I was down on the sideline. I wasn't supposed to be there. And he's screwing around with the defensive line and doing stuff on the field goal post, like ripping, doing the D-line moves. Mm-hmm. His mobility looked good then. That was like six weeks ago. So it probably is just a sense of pain tolerance and strength to be able to swim through interior de- uh, offensive linemen. But I think his mobility is fine. He can move his arms fine. But, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. But that big brace on his arm, how much can he push? Because he's, he's a power player. So in six weeks, can he get into the weight room? Has he, I'm sure he has been. Um, Have you seen his arms? Yeah, they're not small. There's, I was thinking that. I, w- I was looking at him while he was talking. I'm like, I think his arms look bigger than before. He is all sorts of ripped up now. His Mm -hmm. arms are huge. To think he just had surgery. Mm -hmm. He had surgery in November. 
it's mid-January and everything was ripped up. And I swear his whole arm looks like he had like, like absolutely nothing happened. No, he is, he is a specimen. And, um, I don't care how I like, I want him to play well. I like, if he doesn't play well, I'm not going to hold it against him. Like that. We have so many players in the NFL now that, and Frank probably knew players like this back when he played. It's just like, I'm on the IR season's over. I'm in the cold tub. You know, I'm out. It's business decision, What right? Watts on the end of his career. Who cares anyway? He's a Hall of Famer. He's making his money. And just, he's, I like, I, I can't, I, I, I can't be objective on Monday night to Watts play. We're going to do the post-game show in LA. Even if he plays like garbage, like, I, I just, I have too much respect for what he's accomplished, what he's trying to do. He won't play like garbage. I think he'll, he'll be, he'll be effective. Um, and he'll be, he'll be energetic. Um, that's that's something that you know we talked about, which makes him the pro that he is, the constant pro that he is, because of the fact that he wouldn't go on IR and he wanted to wait to get to this moment. And you guys, like you said, you pointed out very well that you saw him on the drill, you saw him doing his drills and going through his drills. All that stuff lets us know that he has the ability to go out and play. But can he can he take the jar, the banging back and forth with mm-hmm. somebody else? That's that will become the conversation when he falls. Does he fall funny? Or when a lineman might get the best of him leverage-wise and the lineman is, the offensive lineman is trying to push him to the ground and then he falls on top of him. Is yeah. that the part that his body, can his body sustain that? So we don't know those answers yet. It could be 15 plays, it could be 75 plays. Yeah. We just don't know that. That's the part that he has to go out and kind of work through because you can't risk getting him hurt now. So he's probably hadn't fallen, he hasn't probably did any tackle drills he hadn't fallen on the ground since you know the time he got hurt so that's that's the part that he has to kind of get through his mind and say to himself it's just like it was in the past i just got to go and dominate and then use use those skills so he did say that if he doesn't feel like he is able to do all the things he needs to do to help the team that's just going to be detrimental to them so he's not going to return if that's the case so i mean i think we get to this point and he probably feels well enough in terms of what he did in practice once he gets into the game i feel like he'll then make another decision based on like oh this isn't going according according to plan but the last thing that he wants to do is go out just because the fans are wanting it that mm-hmm. his team's wanting it whatever and he's a shell of himself so he's going to be very cognizant of hey this isn't working for me today um i'm not trying to hurt the team uh he probably also is not going to want to give up on his team in the moment either so i think he's going to probably go through some things hopefully it's a lot smoother and hey he's like vintage jj watt and doesn't skip a beat it also doesn't hurt that he's returning to a position unit let's just be honest about it. it's the weakest or in my opinion it's the weakest position unit on the team it has been for the better part of three years for the cardinals i think zach allen's played well this season's mm-hmm. his most complete season but outside of that i mean you got the Two fourth-round tackles from last year. They're fine. Rashad Lawrence, Lucky Foto, Corey Peters, they brought him off the couch this year, right? Jordan Phillips, who is practicing with an eye on playing Monday, has been, you know, been a disappointment. That position group needs J.J. Watt. It'd be different if it was like, you know, outside linebacker where you've got capable bodies or, you know, offensive tackle or, or tight end or with Zach Ertz. I just feel like that's a position group that they tried so badly to upgrade with Watt in the offseason now it's like okay it's still not great and it's a part of the reason why the run defense is struggling and the linebackers can't fill the 75 of jj watt i hate you know not no disrespect to the other guys is probably better than what you're going to get from a large majority of the cardinals d linemen mm-hmm. 
So I'm working on a story right now that I'm hoping to release this weekend about, uh, you know, the Cardinals unretired the number 99 for J.J. Watt to wear with the blessing of the man, Marshall Goldberg, who's no longer with us, his daughter, um, with her blessing. And um, one of the reasons why she decided that she was going to do that is she said, like, my dad was a team player, so if there was another guy out there where it meant something to, to them to to wear that jersey number, it would have been a no-brainer for him. And then when people started giving her a call and telling her about the kind of guy that J.J. was, and one of the biggest things was he's such a team-oriented guy, like, that made her feel great about it. And mm-hmm. you fast-forward it to the, the season and him wanting to come back for his teammates and no other reason than to help his his team yeah. uh, make a run in the postseason and to inspire and lead his team while he's at it. Um, it just speaks volumes and it's really cool to just kind of see and that and that from that perspective how it all played out. So that story is going to be up uh, this weekend. I'm I'm really excited for it to drop. Were you pointing something in the chat, Frank? Yeah, well, well there. No, Derek Fife talked about. It. He said, "What do you think about Week 14?" And kind of that game was kind of like really just a, it was blown. It's kind of been it's overblown because of the way we played statistically. Still lost the game, but is it really a statement of saying that the Rams dominated us that game, or is it just the fact that you know they came out with a better game plan and played played against us and something like that? You you take note to that kind of going into this week thinking that the Rams dominate well they they won the game but were they more dominating in the game that we should be worried about this uh, this wild card. Kyler had a couple of Aaron interceptions that game that he specifically said one in the red zone in particular he said that if they don't throw that pick to Leonard Floyd early in that game or or one of the linebackers he feels good that they win the game handedly. I also think there was a little bit of a deflation after DeAndre Hopkins went out with, yeah. the, with the calf injury. And then you have to move all these parts. And I know Jalen Ramsey didn't play, but I just, it's one of those things that's very similar to the Thursday night game against the Packers yep. where they had just lost J.J. Watt. National TV game, uh, everything's not going well. Same thing with the Rams. So I I, I would be less inclined to, to, to kind of believe that other than like, they had chances to get right after those games, and they just couldn't put it together. So I, the good news is this Rams team, to me, is incredibly flawed, is there to be beaten. Cheerson, we've talked about it all week on our remote shows. I just feel like the Cardinals, if they play the kind of game they played in Dallas, in Seattle, in San Francisco, where they were down key players, but they were efficient, they didn't turn the ball over, I think they win this game. I think they win it maybe easily. We forget how great of a road team they were earlier this year. It's if they, if if I say they, if, if, if Cliff is just too dependent on the big play and throwing the ball too much and you, you don't have that balance that you need to keep those defensive linemen off, off balance with Aaron Donald and Von Miller, that's where I'm a little bit afraid this game could go out of hand. I could see it be a blowout. It's weird. I could see it be a blowout in either direction. Or it could be close. I know that's not a great analysis, but these teams have <laughs> they've played each other so often. I I was listening to multiple gambling podcasts. Nobody knows how to pick this game. Well, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say one team could lose and one team could that's, win. I that's a bold claim. We'll see. Minus four, the LA Rams. Nobody wants to touch that. Nobody tr- everybody, the smart money's on the Cardinals plus four, but nobody trusts Cliff. So it's fitting that the game caps off the weekend on Monday night. 
So we're going to get more into this game. But first, uh, I want to remind you guys that we've got a deal going on right now. Well, a giveaway. Not not really a deal, but a giveaway. Uh, we're giving away a Kyler Murray jersey. What? Yes. A signed Kyler Mur Murray jersey. If you follow us on social media, so on Twitter, at PHNX underscore Cardinals, you got to do that. That's a then you got to retweet the tweet, and this is what it's going to look like. It's pinned to the top of our Twitter. And then you got to tag three of your Cardinal friend fans in the reply. So Ooh. again, follow us on PHNX Cardinals Twitter, retweet the tweet. It's pinned at the top of the page, can't miss it. And then tag three Cardinal fan friends in the replies. And here's a glimpse at the jersey signed by the by the man himself and the winner is going to be announced next week I like wouldn't Kate. that be a, a wonderful way to celebrate the cardinals making the postseason is you get a signed kyler murray jersey absolutely low tone capone johnny waffle johnny belgium waffle maybe but not waffling i'll have my official prediction at the end of the show when we pick i will pick a side one way or the other low tone capone <laughs> fonzo lonzo says sushi or beluga is that right what is it is that BL, BL, Beluga? Sushi or Beluga? Is that right? I don't think that's Bulgog. Bulgog? Are you in the wrong chat, Alonzo? That's fine. Nah, he's, he's making a good decision. He's like trying to decide what, <laughs> he's to, picking eat, what, what he's to eat tonight. Leah, you're closer to the screen. What does that say? Bulgogi? Goji? Bulgogi. I don't know what that is. Mm. I kind of want to. Oh, my goodness. I don't eat sushi, big dog. Can't do it. Tried it. Not for you. Would huh? not would not sustain could not sustain this mouthpiece. It's a <laughs> so it's a it. Korean beef dish. Oh, sushi. I would pick sushi all day. Oh, no, oh yeah, Alonzo, Korean bulgogi or bulgogi or something. I'm going. I'm going. How did we get here? It's in our chat. That's what we're talking about. What to eat tonight? I feel the same. What will I eat tonight on sushi the way? Sushi sounds amazing. Right it now, does it sound does. Good. Huh? It yeah. sounds really. good. I'm thinking chicken. A little wings. shrimp tempura, maybe a spicy and pork spicy meat tuna. Oh yeah, Ooh, that I, I mean that's good. A, that spicy pork meat along with some sushi. I feel like that would go together. Yes. Have you ever guys had? Have you guys ever had sake bombs? Oh yeah, all the time. Can well, we it's been a while, but now yeah, yeah. there is nothing that will do me in like a sake bomb. Holy cow! Yeah. Like if you're if you want to have a fun time, let's go get some sake bombs because you will see like a wild side of me. Sake bombs are legit. We need to find a place in LA after the Cardinals win on Monday night that has sake bombs, <laughs> and then we'll do our remote show while doing that. I think that's the Saul. Can you set that up, please? Sure can. All right, let's get to our second down, which is I the like Cardinals that. will have an opportunity to exploit the Rams shorthanded secondary. Going to be starting a guy back there that uh, retired two years ago. He's come out of retirement to uh, to help. So this is one of a couple areas in which the Cardinals are going to hopefully be able to have the advantage. Do we think that they're actually going to be able to do that? So I was having a conversation with somebody earlier today, and we were talking about wishing that we had a Frank Sanders or an Anquan Bolden because you know damn well Frank Sanders saw old-ass Eric Weddle in the back seven. <laughs> he would point to him and say, you're right there. in mine, and he would eat his lunch all afternoon. I'm just concerned with the Cardinals receivers. We don't have that player. I, I just And that's not a knock on those guys. It just It is what it is. We do not have a physical receiving threat now that DeAndre Hopkins is out. And Frank, I'll, I'll let you take this one. I just, I feel like I want to exploit it. It's there to be exploited. It's a joke that they're bringing Eric Weddle off the couch for this playoff run. By the way, 
So Taylor Rapp is their other safety. They're missing their one, of course. That's why they signed Eric Weddle. Taylor Rapp is in concussion protocol and has not practiced all week. I think he's like their leading tackler on defense. So they could be down multiple safeties. And so you could have a single high Eric Weddle. I wish we had a Frank Sanders that Frank, could eat him alive. What would you actually say to him? So, oh, did that do nothing? I would always just I would point back to Cliff. Like, what? If, what's our game plan against that? You dude? wouldn't say anything to a Weddle. You don't. Nah, like, I mean, like, let us play. Do well, the if we're playing, if we're playing, like, bro, why are you out here? <laughs> like, why are you out here? He'd be like collecting that check. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they called me. I come to get that bread. That's I'd be what, like, that's exactly, yep. my man. Well, just sit still while I run by you because I'm about to score three on you tonight. You'll know how to spell my name extremely well when I get there. <laughs> that's what I'll talk to him about. But it'll be about the game plan. We have to make sure that that's what's taking place to put our guys in the right spot. I mean, there are some things that have definitely dwindled down since the injury to 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 D Hop. We, we don't even do the Rondell Moore swing. Since he hasn't played, we don't even do the Rondell Moore swing little thing, little motion stuff we was, we was watching him do. We, don't, we haven't done that in three weeks. So there's some things you have to do to put your guys in the best place, and you have to exploit teams' weaknesses. And if this dude is a weakness, we just got to exploit him. We have to find a way to isolate him with Zach Ertz and let, make sure that he he's, he's in a position where they can dominate a guy who has not played. So to me – all I'm looking for is, man, set this offense up so I can get out here and murk these dudes. That's that's, right. that's the whole point of getting excited about playing. In, 90, in 98, when we went to Dallas, I knew who their cornerbacks was. I knew where Prime was. I knew what Wooden was. I knew who these guys were going to be. And I knew Kevin Brown. Like, But, man, Rob was like, let's go eat. Let's that's go right. eat this day. Like, there's no reason to not to be threat, to feel threatened that you can't call any play Run any, you know, run any anything you want to run versus these cornerbacks. We felt like we could do that, and and I'm going out and making it happen. So that's I need my coach, I need my coordinator to put the game plan together that when I'm practicing, I can say, oh, we about to murk him. Oh, that's what they. Oh, we about to put him on the about to about to put the woo woo on him. And that's kind of how you have to think. And I agree, man. I can't say that. I can't say it's always that way. Last week, the guys the guys missed a lot of they they dropped a lot of balls to me. That was 100% unacceptable. And every now and then, Christian comes out of the blue and he drops balls that should be caught. And that, to me, is, again, unacceptable. So right now, that has to be the mantra in their mindset that I am about to be legendary in this playoff, in this in these weeks in the playoffs. I'm about to get paid. I'm going to get a bag. Somebody's going to pay me my money. That's right. Because I'm about, I'm about to have 150 yards. I'm about to have two touchdowns or three touchdown games. And then nothing they can do to stop me. If I'm and, Christian Kirk, that's why I need to be at I'm my I'm hitting mind. free agency in the spring. I'm on Monday night football in the wild car round. And I Jalen Ramsey's going to be on A.J. Green. So I have an opportunity to make big plays and go off for about 150 and two touchdowns. Like this, this is the biggest game in Christian Kirk's career. He mentioned it earlier when we talked to him this year about just working. They want desperately to get to this point, to get mm-hmm. to the playoffs. Yep. Well, and you got to throw into the fact that he's a hometown kid. And yep. so getting to play in a playoff game for his hometown team. And he talked about it this week with reporters about how he still remembers having um, when the Cardinals made their uh, Super Bowl run, being just a kid and mm-hmm. remembering neighborhood parties, viewing parties and things like that. Like this is a moment that he has quite literally dreamt of his entire life. And we talked, uh, Johnny and I, we talked about it, you know, um, Larry Fitzgerald texted him earlier in the week and told him this is the postseason is a chance where you get to create a legacy for yourself. And so 
I hope that Christian is you with the mindset that you feel like he should have. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to be legendary. Man, look, you, you come behind. This is this is this is <clears throat> the last twelve to fifteen years. This has been wide receiver like university. There's like you've had Larry, you've had you've had Anquan Bolden. We can just go back a little further. Me, Rob, and just keep going. Name the names of the guys that have played receiver here. And those guys that have been successful had quarterbacks that was getting a rock to them or they micro or they took advantage of the moment. And that's the part where, you know, we feel like once we got D Hop, you just add it to that. Yeah. And then we went and got AJ Green. You added another name of a guy that's caught over, you know, ten thousand yards in the NFL. That's hella good. You know what I mean? So that to me says you can keep receivers. You just gotta continually put these guys in the best position to to wanna go out and continue the legacy of what Larry said, what AQ said. These guys are five to seven, you know, you're talking about, you're talking about nine to twelve time, eight to nine time pro bowlers. Over a thousand yards, over five, five times over a thousand yards in the NFL career, which is stupid. Seven times, a hundred catches a year. Seasonally, they was catching a hundred balls. So it's not like it's not there. And you got a quarterback that sits in the shotgun right now all the time. He just needs a dude that's going to be the dog that says, get me the rock, and I'll murder everybody. That's what we see when we see D-Hops on the field. That's the, that's the major difference in when we say, man, we got DeAndre Hopkins. He's a baller. We got these guys, and they're playmakers, or they're players. There's a difference between a baller and a player. There's a difference between a baller and a player, and we're finding out that out. We're finding that out. And yeah, Rod Tidwell, he was another player. Show me the guy, show me the money. Frank. I'm just, I apologize. <laughs> apologize. You know, fine. Lonzo's talking about sushi, and I got all excited. And in between, I don't know what I'm doing my life right now. I'm just, well, making it I happen. will say, going back to the secondary conversation, the Cardinals were had a similar situation against the Seahawks last week, weren't able to comp- compromise on it. But then, do you guys remember? And here's one of the reasons why. Cardinal fans were so upset about the Rams loss or a few weeks ago was name after name after name COVID list injury COVID list COVID list COVID list do you remember the amount of guys they were missing Missed I mean, their we, whole were, team. we were previewing it and we're like yeah. the Cardinals are about to destroy this Rams team they don't have any of their we've players. predicted so many blowouts because <laughs> of COVID absences and, and yeah, it was an embarrassment. I don't think we won any of those games. No. When they've had a significant amount Packers of Packers, too. Throwing the Packers. We had the time yeah. we won it was only when we went to Cleveland, when we didn't have our team. We didn't have our players. Yeah. We didn't have our coaches, and we didn't have players who went to Cleveland and, and dominated a really good one of the top AFC teams. And then yeah. we come back, and we have all these teams that yeah. Colts too, lined Cardinals up to play update. against, and we yeah. just did not, we did not maximize these moments. It does become a shaky situation. But as they always say, the playoffs are a new a new season. You don't have to keep you don't have to keep playing one team and you know fortunately this is a team that they have seen before and they understand they they know what they they know what they did that was exceptionally well the first time which was the best game plan that Kyler would say he ever was he was ever given. And he dominated them in the first week, first time they played them. Second time, they came back, they had some good stuff but they just we didn't we didn't compensate like we thought we had for Aaron Donald because he just they, the defensive line just went off. They played that game in week thirteen like they or week fourteen like they could afford to lose it, <laughs> and the Rams played it with their backs against the wall, and the Cardinals actually couldn't afford to lose it because they've now lost the division as a result. The Cardinals need to flip the script now, whereas like I think people there's pressure on this Rams team because of all the chips that they pushed in the middle of the table and the acquisitions that they have with Beckham and Von Miller. 
I don't know. I, I think there's equal pressure, if not more so, for the Cardinals, considering that they blew the division. They were the number one seed. They were the number one seed in the NFL through week 14 and now are the fifth seed. I mean, that, that's, that's those are questions you have to answer to to administrative staff, ownership after the season's over. Players are going to have to answer for the lack of play in, in Detroit and at home against the Colts. So I think there's just as much pressure on the Cardinals than the Rams. Well, we've seen, aside from... I liked the way that they approached and came out with in terms of just energy wise and stuff, the way that they looked in this, in the regular season finale. So maybe aside from that game, but they've had issues playing with a sense of urgency Mm -hmm. when a lot has been on the line towards the end of that regular season. And so I hope that playoff one and done situation is going to pull that out of them, but they definitely have to have that mindset of like, we have to, there's no other choice. We have to win this game. I think the leaders are going to speak volumes this yeah. week, and I expect to hear them say the right things. Um, I told you guys when Aeneas was on the show with us, man, and we went to Dallas in 98, and we have not, we never beat Dallas at home. We've only beaten them once here. Uh, in mine, eight years here with the Cardinals, and literally there were certain things that were said in the practice and that day on the game day, on game day, that just just changed the mindset of guys going out and play, you know, and just wanting to go to the next level. And I think that's where we're at right now. And everyone's talking about it. Kyler's going to shock him. Even K, you know, K two and K one is saying, "Look, this is going to be the best game of his career." They must know something that we don't know. And I always say, you got to listen to some certain sound bites that when you speak to certain players or spoken about certain players, you got to expect that player to go out and answer the call now. And I think. W- Everyone's been saying that. And so especially in the chat, he said the same thing. K- K1's, he expect K1 to go shock the world. Well, I expect that too because I feel like we got a winner in this kid. Like, mm-hmm. You might not like everything. You might not like his height. You might not like him pouting a little bit and where it looks sometimes on the field. But it's a Heisman Trophy winner. It's Dan O'Brien. You know, this is a guy that came, that played one season and dominated, has never lost, is not using the lo- losing. And I think that is something to me where I feel like, you know, this is a position where – he should he will he will arise he will rise to this moment and try to make his players better. And if he don't, he's gonna run for seven hundred and forty five yards himself and thirteen touchdowns. I, Whatever it takes to win, I believe he'll do that. I think the national consensus is people are more confident than Kyler on Kyler Murray than Matthew Stafford. I think people expect the Rams to win despite Stafford and his mistakes. I think people view the Cardinals only chance to win. Kyler Murray goes off, has a big game. There we go. Okay. Well, that's funny that that's where the conversation headed because when I said that the other day, I got torched on Twitter. Torched on Twitter. Twitter? Not Twitter. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> like-minded and rational and even-keeled. I ended up doing, oh, my God, are you okay? Did you just get hit in the face? I didn't. I almost did. These Work damn mics come. haven't been used in so long. They're <laughs> extra excited tonight. I don't know what's happening. Oh, my God. I had a thought there, and now I don't know what it was because Johnny's mic just... Tried to right escape me in the face. Right. No, it didn't. I'm fine. <laughs> Absolutely right. Please don't cut that clip. <laughs> they jumped on you because you know what? They didn't want to believe it. But that's that's well, what the, the, the argument that I was getting was that. So I just said Cliff Kingsbury said that Kyler's going to play one of his probably mm-hmm. one of the best games of his career, and then inserted my opinion <laughs> that they need him to, and everybody said. Um, that Kyler's not the problem, which I then went on our podcast, defended myself for those 
for reasons just that like they do have some issues and in my opinion you need to see a postseason Kyler like postseason Kyler needs to become a thing on the other hand Matthew Stafford is a guy that's been uh, super frustrating if you're a Rams fan uh, he's turnover prone, and that's when I, when I when I talk about some things that the Cardinals should be able to exploit, um, put some pressure on Matthew Stafford and and force some turnovers, and that's something that they've been good at on the road all season long as well. Yeah, he's a big time dirt that being Matthew Stafford in the playoffs. He's 0-2, multiple turnovers in both games, not great on the national stage. Unfortunately for the Cardinals, it was like one of his only victories ever against a team above 500 on the national stage Correct. was when he beat the Cardinals yep. in week 14 and played probably his best game of the year. So that's not great because he's got to have confidence. <laughs> I just don't think he plays well under expectations where I think Kyler Murray, I mean, you go back to that semifinal game against Alabama in college football playoff, and he had a fantastic second half leading them back, almost almost winning that game, he and CeeDee Lamb single-handedly. So I he's comfortable in this moment. Kyler, say oh, what I you want about I think he thrives him. in the moment, yeah, in absolutely. the big moments. I think Stafford, I, there were a lot of players when uh, secretly around the league, and they've been quoted anonymously, when Matthew Stafford was acquired by the Rams, people kind of scoffed in the league like, Matthew Stafford's really your savior. You're going to give up multiple first-round picks. Jared Goff wasn't perfect. But I think a lot of people inside the NFL, and rightfully so, viewed Stafford as, you're 33 years old, you you are what you are. You, you turn the ball over a lot. A lot of your stats, it's Pat Stafford, Pad Stafford's his nickname, because he pads his stats in Detroit <laughs> when, the, when the team is down, right? In the fourth quarter where it doesn't matter. So I, I think he's very talented, and he certainly could have a good game Monday night. But I, I this game says more to me about Kyler's legacy than Stafford's. So I want to get into Kyler's legacy because uh, he has the opportunity to flip the script when it comes to his performances against the Rams, which are not great. But before, I just want to remind you guys, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now using the promo code PHNX, you're going to get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. So bet just $5, Frank. You're going to win 280 in free bets if your team wins. Again, that's using promo code PHNX this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, speaking of Kyler Murray, again, not played well against the Rams. He has a 1-5 record against them, a 62.8 completion percentage, has thrown seven touchdowns, but has also thrown nine interceptions with a passer rating of 81.8. So if you don't think that that is a motivator in and of itself, uh, the Cardinal or the Rams have uh, obviously figured out a way to um, disrupt him, and we all know that the Cardinals don't have a winning history against the Rams and Sean McVay in that era. No, no, but no, um, Kyler is definitely going to be a, you know, like he's going to be the difference maker in this team. And I mentioned in the in the four downs that you know offensive play, which was not great last week, is also going to be a key. They go hand in hand because of who the Rams have in their pass rush. And he's been sacked seven times in games versus the Rams just this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think this is the biggest game of the year for a lot of different reasons. The offensive line is under an immense amount of pressure after wetting the bed last week against Seattle. And, you know, Frank, to your point, Kyler can only do so much in the passing game. I think this week you unleash him in the run game because you're not playing for seeding. You're not playing for a division. You're playing for your, your playoff livelihood. You're playing for your legacy. If Kyler Murray needs to carry the ball 10 times this week, so be it. Whatever you need to do 
to get it to walk out of SoFi Stadium with the W. If you feel like you've got liabilities up front on the offensive line or certain receivers in the passing game, then let Kyler do what Kyler needs to do to manufacture yards. So I I, I do think that we're going to see a game plan from Cliff Kingsbury that shows a sense of urgency with Kyler, and you unload the clip. Everything's out on the table for this week. If Kyler does not run the ball, I don't even know what my number would be, but if he doesn't run the ball a significant amount of time, times in the postseason, whether that's one game or more, mm-hmm. I'm going to be upset. Well, because what are we waiting for? That's right. part of his package when they took him first overall. And I, oh my God, I, I know a lot of fans were frustrated. I was frustrated. We sat here and he missed three weeks. And everything seemed about getting to this moment. They felt like they were playing for, with resting players and and had something in the back of their mind like, well, we can we can reserve judgment and we we can take it easy for now, right? We can sit players. Colt McCoy won us two out of three games. Okay, everybody's healthy now. Kyler Murray's healthy. You have no excuses not to unleash him with his legs. You saw what that did against Dallas in the fourth quarter with the read option with he and Chase Edmonds. That needs to be a staple. QB keeps, um, you know, RPOs from quarter one on Monday night. What is the biggest uh, threat to a to a quarterback? The defensive line, the linebackers, or the secondary? What's the biggest threat to defensive a defensive line? Cheers. Whatever this, whatever the defense is scheming up at the time, I suppose. I don't <laughs> know, but usually the defensive line, the guys up front, right? That's yeah. that. So Kyler's one in five versus the Rams, and what the number one thing that's been the best part of the Rams is the defensive line. Yeah. And so that has been the challenge for him. And so in every great quarterback that struggles, we watched Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. He's most, all his, most of his losses have come to teams that had – they specifically got the defensive line ready to play against him yeah. and put pressure on him. Yeah. And that has been that has been his only downfall. Once The first week of the season, the first time we played him this year, we figured something out. And they had their players. And we figured something out at their house. And so I think that's what we need to get back to doing is figuring it out. I agree with you 100% on the rushing yards. We need to figure out how to neutralize certain guys specifically and allow him to be able to use his legs and his arm at the same time. And that RPO has to be, has to be, uh, has to be pretty special this week, moving guys around and giving us that chance. Derek mentions that he had 39 yards in week, one, in week four and then 61 in week 14. But if you remember, Derek, a lot of those yards in week 14 came on those last two drives where the Cardinals were down double digits and he was, the Rams had a chance to play a little bit of prevent and it wasn't manufactured. It was off script and not to say they weren't earned. And I think the Cardinals got screwed on a couple of penalties late in that game, but it wasn't, it wasn't prevalent and had no presence in the first half. And I'm just, you know, Frank, we go back to that week four game. Chase Edmonds had a huge day on the ground. It's a mentality with this Cardinal offensive line if they want to go in and dominate the line of scrimmage, they have they have no excuse not to do that. Their entire starting five is available. We need to see that push up front. All right. So you're talking about name you're talking about running backs here. So let me give you guys an update as to what the health right now on a Friday stands with the running backs. James Connor did not practice today. Um Jonathan Ward did not practice. And Chase Edmonds is was limited in practice. So Chase said that he thinks James is going to play. I think they're just holding him out all week. I don't know that for sure. I think it's for Chase to say that and to come out and say, yeah, I, both of us, we should be good to go with James not practicing. I don't believe a word they say. 
when it's Cliff, I agree with you. I don't. Cliff is a dirty liar. In you don't the, think in that, the best you don't think that he's at, a ghost. You don't think that at any That's point they're like, ha ha ha, get this, get this. Yo, I'm gonna go uh, in front in a press conference that. today. I'm gonna say I think that James is gonna play. Get I don't this, get this. Watch me do it, and we'll all laugh. I don't think with running back. I don't think you need reps during the week as much as like quarterback or tackle. No. You really don't. Frank knows. No, you don't. You don't need as many as reps. You need to preserve your legs, and you need to have at least that. That sense of explosiveness and agility, ready to, um, you know, and again they're sharing, they're sharing, they're sharing roles, and they're running, you know, they're running the same offense, which is the RPO. Both of them can do it very well. It's just, you know, it's just. It's like that person that told uh, a another Valley reporter here, "Get this, get this, guys. I'm gonna tell." I'm going to tell this guy, and he's going to report it, that DeAndre Hopkins is going to actually oh, no, play on Monday. No, and he's going to report it. No, don't be dogging on Gambo. Oh, man. I didn't say a name. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, that was, I'm sorry. That's my fault. I intentionally left the name Everybody out of knows. It. Everybody knows. Not everybody knows. Now they do. All right. Chase Edmonds <laughs> is great in between the 20s. James Conner, we need him to close games out in the fourth quarter, short yardage, and on the goal line. And I think you don't practice all week, you can still do that. Why do we, is it because I back him? Why do we always get people in the chat talking about Andy Isabella? Is it, is it because that I always end up standing up for him? Or Probably. Who, who, <laughs> who, who don't like Andy? Andy's so nice. This is Andy's last, this could be Andy's last game with oh, the Cardinals too. Last. Should we celebrate? Absolutely. This we might this celebrate this. that next week if the Cardinals <laughs> are done. Definitely Andy Isabella. Little 89 will be out next week. Yeah. Poor Andy. But the only, the only problem, only difference with Andy is that he's, he's found himself in a position where you have a lot of great talent at receiver position. And when you are not healthy, you don't get those reps back. You just can't get those reps back. So it, it makes a big deal. But I think, like I said earlier in the year, I think that this will happen to him. I think he will go on the market. Someone will find him. Yeah, he'll get and, an opportunity. And, and then he'll get another opportunity. And then he might come back and and tap the Cardinals for 10 I hope he does. For, like I, I, no, no, I'm I don't a... hope that part. That he, the, he put a tattoo on the Cardinals for, we say tat. See, I didn't know what you were saying. I think I, I, I think I understood that. like what you were saying, but not actually understood what you're saying. If you yeah. get that, you we're know, not, we're not in a rhythm. I didn't want to say that. I said he was. He, I didn't want him to come back and tat the Cardinals up for ten catches and 125 yards and three touchdowns because they let him go. Remember how Hassan Reddick, that name came back in the week. Uh -huh. the, right. So uh -huh. sometimes you leave the team. Sometimes it's a great fit for you, but it's. Uh, but I think he does have a little. I think he does have still a, a some glimpse of hope to be playing in the NFL and being a major factor, probably just not on his team. Sean says he's going to go to the Patriots and Belichick will make him amazing. I think everybody feels like that, <laughs> in part because he went to UMass. I think that that, a that New England guy, yeah. makes too much sense not to happen. Yeah. Listen, I hope Andy has an amazing NFL career. I really do. Yeah. He's a great kid, man. And you just want the opportunity. He, he, <laughs> guess what? He's a, a byproduct of COVID. Just, yeah. It wasn't injuries. He just got COVID. And then he was out for some weeks, and then it just it just happens to be where you don't. That's the that's the NFL, and I think you know you don't take I don't take it for granted. Not knowing what it's like is that the window is small, and you got to show what you got because if you don't, they're looking at somebody else, and if you're not getting reps, unfortunately, it's it won't be good. And when it's, he got his reps, it wasn't great. It wasn't always great when he got his reps. It's like me on this show every week. I have limited reps, and if I blow it, then they'll have me out of here real quick. So, An internal hot seat. An yes. internal hot seat. Both Andy and I are undersized. There are some similarities there. I've been able to stick a little longer. 
All right, let's take a moment for a message from the Arizona Department of Health. Children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool that we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with the virus. The COVID-19 vaccine can reduce the risk of getting hospitalized or dying from the disease. It is safe, it is free, and the vaccine is highly effective against COVID-19, and they are available throughout Arizona. You can visit azhealth.gov slash findyourvaccine for a location near you throughout the state of Arizona. And hey, let's do our part to stay healthy. Let's do our part to stay out of the hospital. Again, you can visit azhealth.gov slash findvaccine for a location near you for your free vaccine. All right, so we have one down left to cover here. And we've already talked about it a lot. The Cardinals, four-point underdogs in this game. And, um, you know, fortunately, it's a road game for them. And fortunately, they are underdogs because they're 6-0 and in games that they've been. And 6-0 in those games when they're on the road. So it's uh, I would say this is a good thing. And it's a good thing you've got number 99 to tell them repeatedly all week and in the locker room that nobody wants to see this team, meaning on their television. Nobody cares about the Cardinals. They will play the disrespect card night and day. They will talk about how the, the fact that the L.A. Rams feel like this is already a guaranteed win, that they own them, being 1-9 against McVay. That, feed me all of that. I want all of it. I want all the headlines this week on get up and first take and undisputed where guys are saying easy Kingsbury chokes and Kyler Murray's too small and there's no DeAndre Hopkins. You've got, in my opinion, the, the greatest leader right now outside of any quarterback in professional football with J.J. Watt to be able to drum that up. And that shit was working earlier this year. So if they can harness that again, I believe that's a strong reason why they became believers that they were contenders. And that's why I feel much more confident, even if he's 75%, he plays half the snaps, the presence of Watt in uniform, rallying this team up as an underdog, I you cannot put uh, you know enough emphasis on it. The best team that I've ever been on was a selfless team. Mm. The best team I was on was a selfless team, and they wanted to do something not for themselves but for the person next to them. Yeah. And the veterans wanted to do something for the guys who had never experienced this moment. You've never experienced the playoffs. Like, <clears throat> one of the questions I was going to ask Jordan if he was going to be on the show was... Well, he's going to be on tomorrow. Well, but I, I, I might miss that window. But I was going to ask this question was... Okay, I'll ask it for you. You can't do that. Okay. Which is, do you feel like a Super Bowl champ? You're still playing football, but you're a Super Bowl champ. But do you feel like a Super Bowl champ. Sometimes when you're in the game, you're just in the game. Remember I told you when, when, when Matt, he did, he, did the, he did the beautiful segment on me and he, I did like a little, and he showed, me, he showed me some videos of myself. And I said, I never seen those videos of myself because when you're in the game, you don't always see oh, yourself. Oh, my boyfriend did a story yeah. on you and you didn't know that he worked for a new well, station. I, well, <laughs> <laughs> all that and a little bit. <laughs> well, I still love the man. Got a lot of love for my You obviously love it because you did an interview with him thinking yeah. that he was like a, a college student doing no, a project I think was or a college, something. I knew he was your boyfriend. I knew he was working. I just thought like, are, hey, you, with Walter, I are you with Walter Cronkite? <laughs> you guys are killing me, man. I thought, I thought it was cool. Chip. We're not. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but I go back to say this here. The veterans, 
Well, well you can finish your guy. thought. So what you were saying was My that he was, had yeah. videos uh, of you that he had dug up from their archives yeah. over at CBS. And you were like, oh, my gosh, I've never seen that because when I was playing, like I was just playing. And so like the guys this week, they think it's another game. But the veterans have to speak that this is not just another game. This is a special moment in the NFL that many guys hope to get to. I only saw it twice. And nine years, I only saw it twice, which is to get into the playoffs twice. That's hard. You have teams that have been in the playoffs every year, consistently. If you know, if you've been with Green Bay, or you've been with New England, or now you're with Tampa, and Tampa was a losing team yes. until they got TB and Bruce Arians. That's and a great now, point. You know, that's a point where you got to say, like, you have to understand this moment, and that's why we were talking about the tickets. You got to understand the moment because it don't always happen. And what you think is going to be great, like we thought our season when we was eight, no, this is an easy ride. We should be at least fourteen and three or yeah. twelve and five. We didn't yeah. think we think we didn't think we'd be eleven and six, and just going to slide. That's the part where I say I go back to you know, ex, you know stamping your point, which is you have one of the greatest leaders to talk about something that you have never done before, how to seize this moment, and I'm here for you guys that you might feel this moment. And that you might see what this moment means to in your history as a football player. And it'd be something that most guys with the Detroit, with the Detroit Lions, you've never seen it. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you haven't seen it and what it really feels like to be on a winning team and what it feels like to win. And I think those are the things that when you start talking about those things, the guys got to start believing in those things. And they start feeling those things. Because I say it's, it's not about what you're doing. And sometimes it matters more how you feel. You know, you don't always remember what people do to you, but you darn sure remember how make people make you feel. It's a poem, Frank. You know what I'm saying? You don't always know how, well, you don't really, what, what you did to me is one thing, but how you made me feel is another one. And I think you never forget that part. And so, like, I cannot forget what we were like in 1998. I can't forget what we were like when I was in Baltimore when I left here and I went there and what we had to go through to get into the playoffs. That's something that I hope that Jordan Hayes talks about. I hope that, you know, like D-Hops and as well as J.J. talk about because it means so much more. This is not the Bengals who have not won a playoff game in like 30 years or whatever it is, early 90s, late 80s. The Cardinals have had, relative to a lot of other teams, pretty good playoff success. They're actually 3-1 and one in wildcard games dating back to your team in the first round. So the only loss in 2014 at Carolina when you had Ryan Lindley starting so at quarterback because of a bunch of injuries. So this team actually does perform well historically in this game, if that gives you any relief. I take no relief from that because it means absolutely nothing. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> she shit on my, all over my point. Those... And the show. I this... mean, that's good for the Cardinals franchise. I don't think, any, yeah, that doesn't do If you're do the Bengals this weekend me. with Joe Burrow, you're not, you're telling, like, I would be, like, a little bit uneasy because well, you haven't I won a playoff game forever. Co- so here's the thing. <clears throat> I don't cover Joe Burrow, so I am not privy to how his team views him from, like, a leadership standpoint and a trust standpoint. Um, I will say that Kyler's making his postseason debut. There are a lot of guys on this team making their postseason debut. You've got different coaching staffs. I mean, they're totally different. But when it comes to, like, you know, Joe, I I feel like there are a lot of people that are really high on the Bengals making a postseason run. So 
I don't know, like when you compare the two, but you've got a lot of guys, you got a lot of young guys making their postseason debuts on Monday as well. You got to rip the bandit off at some point. I just, for me, I would be more uneasy as a player with so much poor history surrounding my organization in yeah. the postseason. You, you'll, just, you'll hear it more during the week. Yeah. Bengals so always choke, here, Lions is, always choke. So how much has the media present, uh, presence has changed during the playoffs? You know, everyone that's around the country don't have anything to do, so they fly to they fly to the teams that are playing, and they show up or they or they try to work. Yeah, COVID. Yeah, it changes that. So, but it normally it's normally where the media presence changes, or you're still asking, you're still getting asked the same questions, and they probably are in in Cincinnati hearing the same questions of, do you think you guys can can you change the history of the organization? Yes, that's never won in night since thirty years or forty years. You hear Frank that, had to change you hear that, that consistently. We hadn't won in fifty years. Haven't been in the playoffs in fifty so that years and since nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, because you you, you weren't like oh, shit. I didn't I don't have anything no, to do with it in forty no, years ago. I'm, I have a lot to do with that because I'm in that uniform. You have to live it now. I'm in, I'm in that moment now. Like I wasn't then, but I'm in that uniform now. And <clears throat> your idea is to make a mark. PHNX is the first in the, in the valley, right? We're here to make a mark, and that's the part. So the same thing is it doesn't changes. We're here. That's the part when you when you put on a Carter uniform. All I can think about is I remember Roy Green coming in the locker room. I remember guys coming and saying these things like, "Man, this is important." Or looking at the, looking at the franchise, just hearing it. Most guys that are drafted come from winning. Most guys that are drafted come from winning, and you know what it feels like to win. You can't come to an organization that says you don't. You know, I've never won ever, ever, never. If, I, mean, I, I got. I don't, that don't make sense to me. If I'm out doing my job and balling, if I'm balling, you brought me in to be a baller. I got to go ball, and that's what I got to go do. And if you don't do that, then you start realizing that you're not a baller. You're just a player. Well, it's like doing? the Steelers you're went a on bum, a bum, not a baller. You are a bum. If, well, I mean, you can still play, but you're just not balling. Well, like, like this, when I'm balling, you know me. If a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> went on like a five-year playoff drought. And then they made the playoffs in like six years from now. No, I mean like they'll have a bunch of new faces in the playoffs, but they'll wear the moniker of "we're we're a Steeler. We're part of great Legacy. celebrated history yes. of winners," and and that's what their fans will feel. And I just feel I know, like, but that's wildly different. Like having a culture, <laughs> uh, like a long culture of uh, having success I, uh, in the postseason. But I am but it's the same, like, though. hey, you know, three times you guys actually won a wild card I am game. Grasping. I'm trying to give it <laughs> no, some no, good no, mojo. No, oh, no you're saying it's, it's this. I swear, it's the same. It's not the it same. It is the, the same mentality you have as a winner. Look, I'm, I, I'm in the. I'm that's in, too damn small. The sample no, size, Frank, is no, all no, I'm no. saying. I, I've, I've played. I got the worst rivalry ever in the history of sports. And I, I went to Auburn. I played against Alabama. And the fans don't give a god darn, they don't give a nothing if Durn? they lose. I'm trying to use these nice words. I've gotten better. That's, that's new, all right. It's a new year. I'm trying to be better. But <laughs> they don't care if they lose. They lost. They just lost the national championship. I swear, when a Georgia fan walk up and say, go dogs," and you say, they'll say, roll tide. And they'll say, well, I got, we got one championship. Well, we got 17. They don't care about your winning one championship. How do you compare to these 17 we got now? It's the same mentality because they've always felt like a winner. When you've lost so much, all you ever know is what it feels like to lose. And so when you want to change that mindset, it requires certain things to happen. And it, but then, 
But when you, but when you get these, that like, one win, you have to, I get that. You have to. I get that. This is a legacy moment for these guys, and it's just because it's because it's a small opportunity that you just don't get. Well, and it's like the whiteout situation it. with Fitzgerald. Like Larry's done it in this uniform. Kirk go be the next guy to do it. But yes, I am reaching. It's an incredible reach by me. <laughs> Comparing the Cardinals to the Bengals, or the, oh, the pick, oh, I'm no, just no, no, no. I was, I was going Bengals. back to his three and one. Thing, yeah. Which, oh. Uh, yeah. Look, that, that was my. They're not laughable in this round, so feel good about that. Yes. I <laughs> <laughs> said, "What the crud muffins, Frank?" <laughs> Should we do predictions, maybe? What for this the game? crud muffins? My bad, bro. Yeah, let's my do bad. predictions. So I am going to start with mine, just because it's. Um, it's all about me. I'm just going to start. Um, <laughs> she flips her hair. <laughs> she flips her hair. It's all about me. <laughs> so uh, last time they played, the Rams won 30-23, and this is the only thing I'm going off of. Nothing to do with actual stats or anything since Johnny said we could have somebody that wins. We could have somebody that loses. It could be a close Please one. Please cut that it by, Leah. That, that, is, that might get picked up by all the national outlets. <laughs> I uh... <laughs> all logic is just being thrown out uh, out the window at this point. So I'm going to say they're going to flip the script since the Ram beat them 30-23 last time. I say they beat the Rams 30-23 this time, and I'm sticking to it. Frank, what's your prediction? <laughs> Cardinal win in a close one, 24-21, nail biter. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb. And I, I told Shane, producer Shane, my co-host on PHNX Bets, last week I was going to put $500 on the Rams because <gasps> I was so disappointed. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying you were going to do that. I'm oh, my God. I'm not going to do it. I, har- I like, literally, like, I, my, my I breath I was so pissed of off after the, 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 the debauchery that we saw at State Farm Stadium blowing the division title. I was just so over this team. I'm 100% back now. J.J. Watt is back. I feel better about myself and this Cardinal team. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick them to win. I'm gonna go on a limb and say they score over. I'm gonna say 34-24. I think it's they control the entire game. I think we have a de- maybe a defensive touchdown, maybe a special teams play that goes for a big game. Cliff's gonna. He, this is a Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray legacy game on Monday Night Football. I'm going to just take a second to apologize if you're like driving or something and my gasp made you veer off the side of the road. (laughs) That was a startling gasp and it was a genuine reaction. I was so pissed at them last weekend, Jerson. I was so depressed as I'm sure many of you in the chat were. They blew it last week, but you know what? It's a new day. It's a new Monday night football day. Number 99's back. Just don't let me down, Cardinals. Don't don't you dare do it. Spencer says 31-13 cards. Phoenix Suns 22-30-nothing cards. I like that, too. I'm into that that. I actually feel optimistic about this game, and it's like the first time I've really felt optimism about this team in uh, several weeks. So, um, Super chat. Yeah. Super chat from Brandon. Kyler has 250 in the air, 65 on the ground with three total touchdowns. I'll take that. I, I could will see that, take though. that. I could see that happening. I really can. That's a good. That's he a has good, it in him. Yeah, he does have it. That's a. That's a. But that, that's like a winning formula for us to to pull it off. You know, Kyler have the great throwing numbers like he normally would have over 4,000 yards. He's a little bit less than that. Um, but I do see a lot that where as this season has trans, it it has transformed this team into something different. Once you lose your starting receiver, you got this up and down rotation of your offensive line, and then you get your quarterback out. Now you got your quarterback in. 
Receivers in and out. I think this is uh, – I like what we're talking about. I hope to see him do – I hope to see him put that together. All right, guys, it was fun to see you in person. I missed both yeah, of you. Johnny and I are going to be in L.A. this weekend along with our producer, get a tan. Leah. Can y'all get a tan? No, it's not tan we- a tan? tanning weather out can there Can you get right a tan? Now. I'm very white. No. Oh. Can you get a tan? Oh, you're asking if Johnny can. No, both of you. Can you just like we're too take some time? Our complexion. No, I'm, we're, I'm we're not there, worried about the lights. We're there to flip and work, Frank. We're <laughs> okay. there to work for PH&X. I, no- I couldn't tell if you were saying that our complexions weren't up to your standard. Or- I have no standard on that. I'm just saying y'all both need some rays. Cardinals update asking, is there going to be a show Monday? Hell yeah, there's going to be a post-game show right after the game at the stadium. Yes, and we're also going to have, again, Jordan Hicks joining the show uh, tomorrow at 6 p.m. Arizona time. So we are sorry if you guys tuned in tonight thinking that we were going to have him. Obviously, schedules change, so we had to push that back to tomorrow. So once again, Jordan Hicks joining the show tomorrow. We will not have a show on Sunday, but we will be back at it on Monday. We're going to be live from SoFi Stadium. We're going to have somebody, I think Saul is going to be outside the stadium, going to try and talk to fans. So we're going to try and do it big for you guys here in the postseason. We will definitely have a few shows for you uh, here in the next couple of days. Uh, If you have not... Hit that bell, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you do that. That way, if you happen to forget that we've got a Saturday show because we don't typically have them, uh, you don't, you're not going to miss Jordan Hicks live um, as well as uh, follow us on social media. Remember, we're doing that Kyler Murray jersey giveaway. So follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Cardinals. View the pinned tweet at the top and get your name in to win that Kyler Murray jersey. Uh, before we go, we got a, we got another super chat. We got a shout out here from Sean. Safe travels. Let's go Thank Cardinals. You, Sean. Thank you so much, Sean. And I think that's a wrap on the show. It's been fun. It's been fun. Let's Have go, a great weekend, everyone. Let's go win a damn playoff game. <laughs>